0: say something. If you have ever had a relationship with a sibling or a parent or child or anyone that at some point wasn't what it needed to be or what you wanted it to be, I want to tell you don't don't ever give up on that. Mm-hmm. My brother and I are 13 months apart. We grew up, everybody thought we were twins because my mom dressed us alike mainly. Um, <laughs> but we grew up very close. And somewhere in there we... We didn't stay very close, and I wasted some years that I will never get back. In having my brother as my friend, he always stayed my brother but I can tell you that he is not just my brother, he is my friend. I can call on him when I need help. I can ask him for advice and know that he will give me good advice. I know if I need help, he will help me. And so I encourage you that if there is a relationship that maybe you know it's not what it should be don't give up on it. Try to fix it. You won't regret it. I am glad that I can stand here today and say that I'm proud of my brother, what he has accomplished. and Mostly, I'm just glad to say that he's my friend. And right now, I'd just like to introduce him to High Point Church, Dr. Philip Goldsberry. Thank you. Thank you,
1: I don't know about you, but there was a lot just said just then, and uh, we could probably just go home, because some of you might need to receive that, and if you didn't, just let it work on you, because it'll make a difference in your life. Um, what a privilege to be here. For those of you watching, I just want to do a quick shout out to my incredible mother that I know is watching right now. Mom, for you're asleep, you need to wake up. Um, She's just resting her eyes. I went over earlier this morning to see her and um, didn't tell her what was going on. I said, I'm going to church, Mom. I said, who taught me to go to church? She said, your mom. I said, yeah, you did. You did a good job. And uh, it's just good to be here. It really is. It's just good to be here with you guys and to be with uh, David and uh, Ruthie. Just a, what a blessing. And I feel like this morning... I feel like God's given me something that I want to just share with you. Um, I told David the other day, I said, I I had this message, and I just couldn't finish it. And Thursday, I was at the office, and um, all of a sudden, it just hit me. Here's the rest of the message. And I'm like, okay. Okay, God, whatever, you know. And I started putting it in, and I was like, I'm not sure why I'm speaking on this. I really don't know. Uh, I, I've learned this, that one of the most important things that we can do in church life is steward the presence of God. Amen. Just steward the presence of God. Many of us were raised in churches. I've already set my alarm on here, so I'm going to watch this. Um, many times we became more concerned about nickels and noses. I'm going to stop right there. Thank you. You got it? Yeah. You got it. Nickels and noses. And we became so concerned about what would happen with the nickels and whose noses showed up. And I lived like that for so many years until I started realizing there's nothing more important than the presence of God. There's nothing more important than His presence. And I don't think that God asked me to be too concerned, not that I shouldn't do my part, but. I think what he calls us to do is to be more concerned about how do I steward his presence because when he's in the room, anything can happen. And so I just encourage you today, don't, don't walk into some trap of somebody trying to tell you what a church should look like. I would encourage you, Lord, what do you look like and how do you want to show up? Because if he's here, that's really what makes the difference. Um, I don't mean this in an ugly way, just for me to speak, for you to tell me I did a good job is really not enough. Really, when I get to the end of this, I want to be able to say, Father, did I do what you asked me to do? Whether you think it's a good job or not, I'm I'm more responsible to being a, a conveyor of the message he's given to me, and so I'm going to do that in a way that I hope you receive it. My title today is, Who is in My Life? And where am I being directed? I don't need this, guys. I, I hear myself way too much anyway, so. I don't know about you, but again, who is in my life and where am I being directed? There's a lot going on in our world right now. So much is going on in, a, in an unprecedented and uncharted waters that we're walking into stuff that we've never walked into before. And that's not a political statement, that's a reality. We are in a situation, we're in a lifestyle, we're in a world that we've never seen the world we're living in right now. But can I tell you something? That's not a bad thing. What is challenging is in the midst of the world we're living in, who is with you and where are you being directed? Who's with you? Who's who's the person giving you cues in your life right now? And, And where do you sense... The direction of your life needs to go. Let me give you a couple passages of Scripture that just, a way to just kind of help us to maybe set the pace for today. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power love and self-discipline. If there's ever a verse that any of us need, we need this right now. We're, We're being inundated with fear from every perspective right now. But God did not give us a spirit of fear. So if you're struggling with fear, can I tell you something? That's not from God. God didn't give you that. And so go back and what did God give you? He said, I didn't give you the spirit of fear and timidity, but I gave you power, I gave you love, and I gave you self-discipline. Those are things that we need to gravitate right now. Again, who is in your life and where are you being directed? Second passage is Romans 12 and 21. Don't let evil conquer you but conquer evil by doing good. Don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Again, my message is who is in my life and where am I being directed? And I set that pace for us right now because I want to just challenge you for the next 27 minutes that somehow we can find who is in our life, who am I allowing into my life And where am I being directed in this thing called life that's been given to me? If you're taking notes, if you're not taking notes, you need to be taking notes. Here's the first thing. When I ask myself that question, who is in my life and where am I being directed, the first one is the power of influence. What is influencing you today? What is it that's right now causing you to think to choose, to act, to react? What is it that right now is in your life that's bringing you to the place? What's the power of influence that you're giving place to, that you're allowing it to tell you, this is the way I do life? Here's what I know about influence, and this is about me, and I think it deals with you too. Every one of us need a Paul, and every one of us need a Timothy. Every one of us needs someone who's we, we respect that's calling us to a higher level. We need someone also in our lives that not just calling us up, but we need somebody that we're calling up that's teachable that I can pour into. Amen. So in my life right now, the one thing I'm looking for is, who are the influencers in my life? What's in my life, and who am I allowing in my life? Let me tell you something. You get to choose Who's in your life? Do you know there's sometimes in your life you have to choose that there's people that are unsafe and you need to maybe push away a little bit? You said that's not being Christian. Oh, yeah, it is. Because if they are at a place that they're causing confusion or division, then I need to make a choice who is in my life? This is, a, this is the area that I picked up real early in my life. I, I have always respected people that were Pauls, that were not always by age only, but by people that were more mature, that respected Ivory, and they called me up. and not afraid to call me out. See, we sometimes just want people who are going to just, just tell us we're doing great. Pauls in your life are not always going to tell you you're doing really great. Sometimes Pauls in your life are going to tell you what you need to be doing and what you need to stop doing. You see, you don't have to learn it the hard way. Some of you are thinking, I just I don't learn from other people. I just gonna learn the hard way. You're gonna you're gonna waste a lot of life doing that. Write this down. You can't develop the skill you can't define. You can't develop the skill. You can't define. That's why you have to have a Paul in your life. Someone that you trust, that someone's calling you to a higher level that will help you develop skills in your life that they see that you can't define. We need the power of influence in our lives. Let me, let me show you a passage that, that kind of tells this clearer. It's in Titus chapter 2. And it says in verse 1 of Titus, again this is Paul unfolding a perspective of somebody. Titus... Uh, historically was probably somewhere maybe around 30 to 35 years old. So listen to this. As for you, Titus, promote the kind of living that reflects wholesome teaching. Teach the older men to exercise self-control, to be worthy of respect and to live wisely. They must have sound faith and be filled with love and patience. Similarly, teach the older women to live in a way that honors God. They must not slander others or be heavy drinkers. Instead, they should teach others what is good. These older women must train the younger women to love their husbands. Do you see this thing about influence here already? Are you seeing it? These older women should be teaching, training the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely, to be pure, to work in their homes, to be do good and be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. In the same way, encourage the young men to live wisely, and you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of your teaching. Influence. Again, what is my message? Who is in your life and where are you being directed? If I was to ask you right now, who is the Paul in your life? Who is that person in your life that you respect, that you know who they are? Who is the person in your life that's a Timothy in your life that you're pouring into and you're making a difference? The second thing in this idea of who is in my life and where am I being directed is, and I think he hit it on real well, is the power of relationships. Relationships are costly. Invest well. Relationships are costly. I really wish someone would have told me this years ago when I was a young man. I wish someone would have told me about the power of relationships and how to invest for the long haul. I had a lot of friends, but no one explained in my life, that there are people in your life that are going to come into your life and there's going to be people that are going to go out of your life. I just thought, everyone's going to love me and stay with me. I, I mean, and as a pastor, that was one of the hardest things in the world. Wait a minute. You, you what? No, 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 no. You can't go. Oh, you're going to leave. Okay. No one ever told me that there's going to be people that are going to come into your life and there's people that are going to go out of your life. You cannot be limited in life. Remember, I said, who's in your life and where are they directing you? You cannot be limited in your life by working only with people who look like you, talk like you, vote like you, and dress like you. I'm just being honest. You've got to be careful that if everybody in your life is just like you, then maybe you need to look at your relationships. You've got to get out of the box. Somewhere, God is going to use a lot of people in your life to bless you and to move in and out of your life. You cannot be narrow minded in relationships. Relationships are like a coat of many colors. And here's what happens. Sometimes we just get, we get really obsessed with one color or one fad. But it's not the color or the fad of the individual you need to watch. It's the character. Watch this in John chapter 13, verse 31. As soon as Judas left the room, see, some of you already drew a decision already, like, I know where he's going. Hang on. Jesus said the time has come for the son of man to enter into his glory and God will be glorified because of him. And since God receives glory because of the son, he will glory to the son and he will do so at once. Dear children, I will be with you a little longer. And as I told the Jewish leaders, you will search for me, but you can't come where I'm going. So now I'm giving you a new commandment. And listen to this commandment. Love each other what did I just start with as Judas left the room as Judas left the room as Judas left the room I'm giving you a new commandment love each other just as I've loved you you should love Each other. Sometimes we like the Bible when it fits the way we want to think, but what happens when the Bible starts challenging the way we live? Who is in your life and what direction are you going? Where am I being directed? There's basically three types of people in your life. And I would highly encourage you to write this down. One is a confidant. A confidant. That's someone that we talked about earlier. That's the the Paul in your life. That's the person you have in your life, someone that you can be transparent with. Jesus had three out of 12. Peter, James, and John. John. There were times that Jesus would go with Pete, Jim, and John, and he would leave the other nine alone. This will be your smallest category in your life. You're only going to have a few of them. Confidants are the people in your life that love you unconditionally. When, whether you're up, whether you're down, whether you're white, right, whether you're wrong, whether, they're, they're all over you, and they're in your life for the long haul. Let, let me say it this way. You can't be David until you find your Jonathan. Here's the problem with most people, that we're running around trying to forever feed everybody who's taking from us, and after so long of giving so much, we, can't, we don't have anything left to eat ourselves. Where are the people that are so intimately entwined in your life that they're made. They're there to make sure you're going to reach your destiny, and they're there because they're going to confront you. They're going to get in your stuff. They're going to get all up in your business, and they're going to tell you when you're wrong. That's a confidant, and if you have two or three of them in your lifetime, you are a blessed individual. You don't have a confidant. The second kind of person is a constituent. Constituent. Constituents, they are it. They are the people that are with the it or the cause of your life. They're into you. Uh, uh, No, 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 I'm sorry. They're not into you. They're more into what you're for. You say, clarify that. They're not for you. They are for what you're for. They're attracted to you because of the mission. What you're for, they're for. They're not really for you. They're more for being what you're for. What divides a confidant from a constituent is motive. What's their motive in your life? Are they just there because of what you're for? Or are they there because they're there for you? As long as you are there for what they're for, they'll walk with you, work with you, labor with you. But the moment that someone comes along that is for what they're for at a higher level than you, guess what they're going to do to you? Leave. Here's what happens to people many times throughout our life, especially people that live sometimes in brokenness. You will mistake a constituent for a confidant every time. You'll think they're for you. In fact, I've seen this happen with young, with young couples. They're going to fall in love with someone that they think is a confidant in their life and all they are is a constituent. They're just for the same thing you're for, and they'll break your heart in a heartbeat because they're not for you. They're just what you're for. And if someone comes along that's doing a better job of what they're for, guess what they're going to do to you? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Here's the last one, comrades. We are all going to have these people in our lives. Comrades. These are the people that are not for you. They're not even for what you're for. They are for what you're against. You say, what? They'll team up with you to fight a greater enemy. But don't be confused by their association. They are only going to be with you until the victory is accomplished. And let me say this in a nice way. These people in your life, and you're going to have them, they're like scaffolding. They're going to come into your life for a purpose, but when the purpose is completed, you take the scaffolding down. You can expect the constituent And the comrades to leave you and desert you at times, because many times they're there for just a purpose, and then they go on. You say, well, how am I supposed to get all excited about this? Is because if someone would have told me that years ago, I would not have been a judgmental, nor would I have been taking everything internally and realizing this is not about me. There were times I thought this is about me. What did I do wrong? And I'm like, maybe I didn't do anything wrong. So here's how we're going to help you with this. I need a couple guys to help. Each one of you is going to get one of these, and you're going to figure out what it is. It's not a poker chip. I know some of you get real excited there. He said, I, I hope I know where this message is going to go someplace. Oh, it is. Who is in my life? One, just one. Yeah, just one. Who is in your life, and where am I being directed? What you're receiving right now is a checker piece. How many of you have ever played checkers? Is there anybody in this room that has never played checkers? Never played checkers. If, you, if you're in this room and have not played checkers, then we're going to have a game night here at High Point Church. And it's going to be on like Donkey Kong. It's going to be unbelievable. As you got your checker piece, in the game of checkers, on top of each piece, on one side is going to be the insignia of a crown. I want you to look at it, if you would. Everybody see it? I want you for just to look at that for a moment. I want you to look at that crown on the top of that checker piece. Each one of these pieces that are on a checkerboard is created with the potential to become a king. Well, what if I told you that you're much like a checker piece? See, when a single piece successfully make it, makes it from one side of the board to the other side of the board, it gets what? King. Crowned. And your little single now goes to a double like this, and it becomes a king. In fact, what happens when, this, when you do this like this, that one little single piece, the moment it gets crowned, it has the right and it has the authority to maneuver and function at a higher level than it ever had before. Somebody said, I think I know where this message is going now. The reality is this. Most individual checkers are not successful to make it to the other side of the board and get crowned. Because the opposition is so strong coming from the other side that it knocks them out of the game. And whether a checker achieves its created goal of being crowned as a king is fully determined by the moves that it makes throughout the whole life that it lives. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, For we are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us a long time ago. God set me up. In 1958, go ahead and do the math. He set me up in 1958, and he said, i got a place for you on the other side over there. I've got some things I've got planned for you, and if you go with me and let me direct your life, and if you will let me be the one that gives you the direction, and you allow me, I'll get you to the other side, and I will give you a crown of life, and you can do what you've never done before. My question is, what is hindering you or getting in your way of being crowned? opposition is going to come. Jesus said, in this world, you're going to have trouble, but be of good cheer. I overcome the world. You say, well, that's great for you, Jesus. He's saying, no, I overcome the world. I'm living in you. What's hindering you from being crowned? Hebrews 11:1 says, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. How many of you see yourself as crowned? Royalty. Hebrews eleven six, just five verses down. It's impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come get to the other side must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 and 1 and verse 6, they touch on what faith is. My question is, are you walking in faith towards the other side of the checkerboard of your life? And do you believe that royalty is inside of you? Yeah, but you don't know what I'm up against. And you know what? I may not know what you're up against, but can I throw that back at you? You don't know what I'm up against. So how do we get from where we are, who's in my life, and where am I going? Is because I gotta realize that in 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 it says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy false arguments. They're going to come into your life. I guess my question is, what is what is God ordering over this house? What is, what is God wanting over High Point Church? It's, it's already his. But my question, has it become so familiar to you? Do you realize there may be people that, that are begging to do what you do right now? People saying, oh, you don't know what I'm going through. And you're like, I know, but you don't know what I've been through. And you look like you got your act together and you said, no, but I don't. But they say, but it, you know, there's something inside of you. And they would love to do what you're doing. I watched today, sir, as you stood up here, there's people say, man, I wish I could do that. No, but God allowed you to do that. There's people saying, I wish I could be a part of that team. Can I ask you a question? What is God asking you to do? And who is going with you, and which direction are you going to head? See, inside this house, God has a purpose. And I'm going to say this, on good authority, on really good authority, he's here right now. How do you know that? That's, that seems to be a little bit presumptuous. No, because he said where two or three would gather in my name, I'm right there. What if, what if you really started thinking, you know, uh, what if the Lord is here? What if he is here? We've got some people missing today, but what if he's here? What would we do different? What if we really acknowledged who is here and who is in my life? That wayward child that you're concerned about, that divorce that you think is still put an armband on you that says you're no good. Can I tell you who is in your life? Because when he's in your life, he directs your life. king of all kings, is here. And he has the ability to direct you across the checkerboard of your life, no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you've faced. If you will let him take you, you will get to the other side, and he will say. See, many of us want to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We're waiting for that. But you know, Jesus, twice in his life, the father did not speak to him that way. He just said, that's my beloved son. That's my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. See, some of you right now, that's what you need to hear. Yes, you're on the checkerboard. And, and yes, your faces of things, but that's, that's my beloved daughter. It's going to be okay because if you'll let me, I will take you all the way across and I will give you a crown of life then. The success or failure of God's created purpose of building his kingdom is directly related to your ability to stay in relationship and let him direct your life. This is not about God getting mad at you. This is about God getting what he ordered. God getting what he ordered over your life. You said, but I, I've messed up really bad. No, no, no. God, when he orders it, guess what? He always gets what he orders. When I submit and let him in my life and let him direct my life. Father, I thank you today for these incredible people. God, I know that it seems like the checkerboard of life is just really not doing maybe the way we thought it was going to go. Maybe there is a young man sitting here that said, that's not the way I saw my life going. God, there may be a a young mother here, a wife that's like, you got to be kidding me. This is not the way I saw my life going. And the enemy is trying every tactic he can to try to persuade or dissuade and put something in their life that keeps them from the potential that you call them to. And Father, I'm asking you now. That we would take a moment or two in this service to ask, Who is in my life? I pray especially for someone that doesn't really know you the way they should. For someone that never really brought you in, they just kind of knew about you and they danced around the party with you, but they never invited you in to direct their life. Father, let them know that you've got a plan for their life that is absolutely above and beyond what they ever dreamed or imagined. And God, I pray especially for that person that's sitting here today and saying, I don't know where the direction of my life is going. Let them know you have a direction. And that's for them to get to the other side. That you're going to place a crown of life. You're going to give them authority and power that they've never known before. God, you're going to give them the ability to jump to move, to be agile. Because when the king is on my life, I can do more than I could have ever done by myself. And Father, I pray over this house. I pray over High Point Church. Be in this house. Be in this house. And let it be more important that you're here. And then, Father, direct this house to fulfill the mandate that you placed upon it. God, when the checker pieces start coming at them, let them know whose hand, in which direction they're going. And I pray it in your name, Jesus. Amen.